Welcome to Are You In Ministries Favor in the Fire with Bethany Rushing. I'm so glad that you've come to join me. Let's journey together as I discuss with you what would happen if we recognize spiritual blindness in not only others, but also ourselves. So let's begin. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast of Are You In Ministries Favor in the Fire. Please check out the Facebook page or the YouTube channel for Restored Unto Me and the Instagram page Blessed Girls Rock to learn more about my fellow podcasters and YouTubers with RUM Ministries. You can also join us in live prayer through Facebook. That's right, live. RUM Favor in the Fire Global Prayer Call on the second Saturday of each month at 9 a.m. Eastern. We pray openly and in agreement because there is power in agreement. Now we've got that covered, let's jump into the topic. This month we are discussing the eyes. We use our eyes to see, but when we can't see, then we are blind. There are two types of blindness. There's total blindness, where absolutely nothing can be seen, and there's partial blindness. People who have never known Jesus and do not want to know him are spiritually blind. But what about people who do call Jesus Lord? Can Christians be spiritually blind? The answer is yes, and I want to explain to you how as I answer the question, what would happen if we recognized spiritual blindness in not only others, but also ourselves? What would happen if we recognize spiritual blindness in not only others, but also ourselves? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 in the Amplified Bible. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror, dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we shall see reality, face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 in the Amplified Bible. What if I told you that we are all to some degree spiritually blind? We live in a time of imperfection. Every one of us has a limited view of the world that we live in. Even after we accept and confess Jesus as Lord, we are still flawed human beings living in a fallen world. We won't fully see until we are with Jesus, when the time of perfection comes and we are face to face with Jesus himself. Until then, the Bible says that we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection. We are all to some degree spiritually blind. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-4 through 4 in the New American Standard Bible. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-4. through 4. Spiritual blindness is caused by the God of this world. That's God with a little g. The God of this world is Satan, and he and his army put spiritual blinders on people's eyes so they cannot see the truth of the gospel. We as Christians can easily recognize spiritual blindness in those that reject Christ. We need to recognize spiritual blindness in other believers, and we need to recognize the spiritual blindness in ourselves as well. We will have disagreements with other believers from time to time because we don't always see eye to eye. 
That shouldn't stop us from being kind, showing love and compassion towards those who don't agree 100% with us. We have to remember that we are still flawed human beings living in a fallen world. John chapter 13 verse 35 says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's John chapter 13 verse 35. We have to love one another. Now some people will choose to close their eyes to the truth. They put a veil over their heart. They harden their hearts to the truth. Total spiritual blindness happens when we choose to harden our hearts. The enemy wants you to be in spiritual darkness, and we should be aware of this warfare strategy. We recognize that our enemy is not flesh and blood. We have to love the spiritually blind, and one way that we can do that is by praying for them. Total spiritual blindness is the result of a veiled heart, blinders, and willfully choosing to reject the truth. But what about partial blindness? One day, we will be given a glorified body that can see fully, see perfectly. Until then, we see imperfectly, as if looking through a fog. We need our physical eyes open to see, but the eyes of our heart must also be opened. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Even Jesus' 12 disciples struggled with this, and I want to share with you a story from the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 8 verses 11 through 26 in the English Standard Version. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear, and do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken bread did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? And they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. Jesus never did anything arbitrarily. Everything Jesus did was with and for a purpose. The healing of this blind man was so unique that this is the only recorded event that showed Jesus healing a man's sight in stages. Jesus healed this man in this way with purpose. The placement of where it is in the book of Mark is also significant. 
Mark chapter 8 begins with the feeding of the 4,000 men, not including women and children, with seven loaves of bread and a couple of fish. That is quite a miracle. After this miracle, the Pharisees argued with Jesus. We have to be aware of people who are religious, but not righteous. They will try to discredit the truth, especially if it contradicts tradition. Religion demands proof, but truth stands on its own. Jesus and his disciples then get into a boat and take out to the other side. While they are in the boat, Jesus warns the disciples of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. The Pharisees demanded a sign, but they failed to accept the miraculous lunch that Jesus had just provided. The disciples think that he's talking about bread, and Jesus has to remind them about what they had just seen him do with their own eyes. Mark chapter 8 verse 18 Though you have eyes, do you not see? And though you have ears, do you not hear? And listen to what I have said? And do you not remember? So Jesus and the disciples get to Bethsaida, and the people bring a blind man to Jesus. We still need to bring the blind to Jesus. We still need to ask God to remove the blinders from the eyes of our hearts so that we can see the truth of the gospel. We bring the spiritually blind to Jesus by lifting them up in prayer. Prayer is one of the greatest spiritual weapons that we have ever been given. We have to pray for the spiritually blind. We have to pray for the lost. We have to pray for one another. We have to pray. Prayer moves mountains. Jesus heals this man in stages. First, he spits on the blind man. Yes, he spits. The blind man begins to see, but it starts out blurry. He says that the people look like trees. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Next, Jesus lays his hands on the man's eyes, and he then sees clearly. The only way we are going to come to Jesus is by allowing God to remove the blinders that the God of this world, the adversary, Satan, has placed on us. Like I said, everything that Jesus does is with and for a purpose. This healing of a blind man in stages was an illustration to the disciples of their own spiritual growth. The disciples' spiritual sight was progressing the same way this man's blindness was healed. It happens in stages. We often progress the same way today. Most progress isn't made in giant leaps and bounds. It's made step by step, little by little, from glory to glory. Over time, the disciples would come to see the real mission that Jesus came to complete. But that realization came in stages. They slowly learned their roles that they were preparing for. God used these disciples that were arguing about bread to spread the gospel to all of the world. Their growth is like our growth. We are slowly, progressively being changed over time. The more time we spend with him, the more we become like him. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 in the NASB. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. I'm not where I was when Jesus found me, and I haven't reached where He is taking me. Every day that I spend with Him, He reveals just a little bit more. He's not done with me yet. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 
being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Here is a prayer to pray for spiritually blind sinners and spiritually blind saints. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the shed blood of the Lamb. Thank you for forgiveness of sin. I praise you, I honor you, I worship you. Lord, you have done marvelous things and I thank you. Glory to your name. Please forgive me now of all sins. Please cover my sin with the blood and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Please give me a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Give me a hunger and thirst for the Word of God so that I may share that Word with others. Lord, I lift to you now those in my life that do not yet know you. Please soften their hearts and open their eyes. Lord, please take their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Lord, please remove the blinders from their eyes so that they can see the truth of the Gospel. Please open the eyes of their hearts and flood those hearts with light and revelation from the Holy Spirit so that they may know the hope of your calling. Lord, please remove the veil from the hearts of those I pray for today. Please send your light to shine on the darkness of our hearts. Please give us the light and knowledge of your glory in Jesus. Lord, help me to be salt and light in this world. Thank you for using the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Thank you for making me a new creation, bringing me out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Lord, the only thing good in me is Jesus. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your never-ending love. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for using me to reach lost souls. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Amen. Now, if you've never asked God for forgiveness of your sin, and you want to today, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to have that opportunity. Just pray with me. God of heaven and earth, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Please wash me in the blood of the Lamb. Please forgive me of all my sin. I ask Jesus to come into my heart. I make Jesus Christ of Nazareth my Lord and Savior now. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, congratulations. You are now a child of God, and Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life. Heaven celebrates when a sinner turns to Jesus for forgiveness, and those of us at RUN Ministries are celebrating too. I encourage you to share the good news of your decision to follow Christ. You can even email us if you would like. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast today, or if you know anyone who would be interested in hearing this podcast, please feel free to share through Facebook, Instagram, email, or just share the link. You can also join us in a live prayer call. That's right, live. RUM Favor in the Fire Global Prayer Call on the second Saturday of each month at 9 a.m. Eastern. That could be found on the Restored Unto Me Facebook page. We pray openly and in agreement because there really is power in agreement.
I hope you can join us. Again, my friend, I want to thank you for taking time as we've journeyed together into further discussion of what would happen if we recognize spiritual blindness in not only others, but also ourselves. Remember to join me every first and third Friday of the month as we continue to allow God to rebuild us, restore us, and reopen us for His kingdom's purpose. To request a transcript copy of today's episode, please send your request by email to ministries at rumprteam at gmail.com. Again, that's rumprteam at gmail.com. Thanks. Have a great day.